0: Hi! You guys want some cookies?
1: Cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses and I'm joined as I always am by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castro, Hey, Bubby! Hey, Danny! How are you
2: tonight? I'm
1: great. Yeah, you are. That is, is of course, the dulcet tones of the great Jackie Daytona. You could get uh, Jackie's album if you search Jackie Daytona. I mean, there's not too many Jackie Daytonas out there. There's
2: literally one, and he's been opening the show for the last two years.
1: My great buddy, uh, Jack Doyle, based in Austin, Texas. That's his band.
2: Yeah, go give him a little love. Why not?
1: Um, we are back in the garage. It is show two of the night. And not only is it show two of the night, Bob, and it's always a little interesting. Uh, show two is always a little bit dicey. It's a bit of a you know roll the dice.
2: Don't know exactly what you're going to get.
1: But it even gets dicey Nailed it. When Jason Zumwalt is on show two, Jay, welcome back to the Throwback Pod. Let's get fucking weird. <laughs> oh, no. Jason, of course, the last time you heard from him, it was the Garden State soundtrack. Uh, today's episode is a bit of a surprise uh, to both Jason and I. We don't know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, shit. now... Yeah. Wait,
0: uh, this is just hitting me. I have no idea what we're going to listen to right now. Isn't that? I'm so excited.
1: That is – it's a special moment in the history of the show because I am more or less on the same same page. I have a general idea, but I don't know specifically what we're going to do. So I'm going to throw it to Bob, who, by the way, is wearing my zip-up hoodie, which is weird because I didn't give it to him. I guess my wife did earlier in the night, and it just feels strangely
0: But why does it have a patch on it that says, (coughs) from me to you, you know – the guy you suck his dick all the time it's the second show of the night (laughs)
1: with jay zumwalt that's what that's the comedy you're gonna get if you just hang around for the next hour bob's wearing my zip up hoodie i didn't give it to him it's weirded me out but he's right here and he's gonna tell us what we're gonna talk about today
2: i think i look kind of cute in it i think you think i look kind of cute in it so let's just yeah let's just roll with this yes Well, it's even
1: weirder because you're wearing our old Pizza City softball shirt. You recognize that? Which I also have. So you're essentially wearing my wardrobe. Over the last 10 years. When were we on this Pizza City
2: softball team? Pizza City from Pearl River, New York? Uh,
1: the Pizza City uh, softball team was the 1999 to 2000 joint.
2: Oh, my God. This yeah. is an old-ass T-shirt. Yeah. It's so,
1: older than some of the listeners of this podcast, I would assume.
0: That's per- Pearl River, New York is the uh, coal mining town that you're from. It's an old coal mining town where you go down to the
1: mines and... Uh, Sometimes you don't come back up, and you don't need a dog because you got a canary. that uh, Yeah, keeps you Pearl River,
0: <laughs> where the black
1: smoke flows. <laughs> That's Bob, are we talking about Bruce Springsteen
2: today? We are not talking about Bruce ah. Springsteen. The
1: Bruce Springsteen adjacent?
2: I'd say adjacent. I would say so as well. <laughs> so the last time uh, we were all in the garage, we listened to an old mix, I Made a Girl. <laughs>
1: Um, What are we talking about tonight? (laughs) So
2: tonight, I was like, "What could we do that's a little different than a normal episode?" And I realized I'm going to be spending the night uh, not only in Dan's hoodie,
1: masturbating,
2: but with potentially, but with two guys who have very good musical taste. Guys who have Um, musical taste that I respect. Guys who have music, guys who have introduced me to new music.
0: Hmm. Are you beating us up? I am. I feel like I'm about to get fucked in the ass. <laughs> go on.
2: <laughs> guys who I think that we're on the same page about
1: easy with the gay shit, Jay. Eighty well, to is that gay or is it a little just problematic? Sex. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying. Well, you're problematic. Right. Easy with the gay stuff. Guys, go, <laughs> go ahead, Bob.
2: <laughs> guys who were on the same page musically, eighty to ninety-five percent of the time.
1: Absolutely nailed it. I was going to say 86%, and you put it in that range, so you nailed it.
2: I nailed it. But there's one artist, there's, there's a couple of oh. artists we don't fully agree on, and I would like to use this episode over the next 10 tracks to introduce you to an artist mm. that I think you can like if you just open up your hearts oh, a little bit.
0: Shit, what is going to happen? I just hope Bob doesn't say Billy Joel. Oh, no. Don't you fucking dare, man.
2: Everybody who's already clicked on the episode knows it's Billy Joel. You
1: son of a
0: bitch. (laughs) You stand back and son of a bitch. You put us in this
1: garage. (laughs) Holy shit. You locked up the doors. You closed (laughs) the big door. And you're playing Joel on
0: us. It's a tiger trap. (laughs) I got spikes through my legs. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Let's do it. You son of a motherfucker.
2: Jason, before we get into it. How do you feel about Billy Joel?
0: Billy Joel is a charlatan. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Joel is to rock and roll what mayonnaise is to sauce. Billy Joel is a tap-dancing schmo who learned a few chords. Took it on the town, and old Whitey got interested. (laughs) He's dog shit. That said, I've got an open mind. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Dan? What Jay said. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: This is an uphill fucking battle. This was already a bad idea.
1: <laughs> all right, let's pick apart this son of a bitch and ruin him for life. So wait, what are we what are we attempting to accomplish in today's so show? So here's about? what I want to do. All right. I picked right, out
2: I right. picked out ten songs that are not the ten songs that are always on the radio mm-hmm. or always at, you know, the grocery if River store. River of Dreams
1: is not on this playlist. I am walking out of the garage. And then, you know what I'm gonna do, Bob? I'm gonna take the gasoline I use for the lawnmower. I'm going to pour the remnants underneath the door, and then I'm going to light a fucking match. And then you will you can probably guess what happens next.
2: I can't. I can't do the math of what happens when all of those things come together.
1: You're going to see that fucking liquid rolling down One toward
0: question. you. Which side of the door am I going to be on? You make that choice, Jack. Okay, all right. <laughs> Bob, we're going down for no reason. Wait, so I'm sorry. You want I you, die with Bob. You
2: want to hear River of Dreams? Because...
0: That's what it sounds
2: like. <laughs> I didn't, that's a surprise to me because I thought you hated that. It was a song. surprise to me too. It
1: just <laughs> so it came out. I guess I kind of missed it. I haven't heard it in about 25 years.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. So maybe there is hope that it I mean get- that's
1: that's true soul music. When I when I think about what is the black experience, what is it to <laughs> live in the South? What is it to go to those big churches and and celebrate God and culture and mm-hmm. neighborhood and community? I think Joel River of Dreams, 93. Yeah, I
0: think a uh, guy from Long Island, droopy eyes, pale skin, <laughs> never seen the fucking light of day, somehow married a hot goddamn fucking Sports Illustrated model. I think of that fucking dude. I know
1: Billy Joel's not going to listen to this show, but it, the, the fact that it's going to be on the internet means there's a chance he listens to it, <laughs> so let's just take it a little bit easier. Billy! He's had some issues uh, mentally in the past. Lighten up, cupcake.
2: Well, listen... 33.3% of this podcast loves Billy Joel.
0: That's true. Billy,
2: and I support you through whatever you're going through. God
0: damn it, man. Listen, here's the thing. I've I've, I've I've been completely aware of the fact that this could be not this, but a Billy Joel reckoning was coming, and I swear to God, if this is it, I'm going to be so fucking angry, but at the same time, if you win me over and I'm open, ooh, I'm ooh. I'm saying it right now. I'm open Ooh. to Bobby, Bubby Castrone. Birth name's just Bob, by the way,
1: which is still funny. It's weird. It's They're so just, weird. It's
2: Bob. a name. It's three letters. It's, it counts as a name.
0: Hey, it's a name of a name. It's a nickname, basically. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a name of a name. It's it's like naming a dude Boner. It's like what was your child's name? It's Boner. Boners you know what? I'm full on,
2: for the record, though, speaking of full-on pulling for Beto, because that is the Spanish
1: Bob. If this faker got weirdly Bob, political, all of a sudden,
2: <laughs> nothing to do with politics. I would just love to see a Beto make it all the way up.
1: If this faker, Bob, if this quack, if this shyster, if this charlatan of Nassau County, you
2: already called him a charlatan. Uh,
1: second pod. Come on. that's okay. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you're saying that you believe you could come up with a playlist that will swing Jason and I to the side of Billy Joel, I will tell you that the challenge is accepted. I will keep an open mind, but I, uh, I, listen, I grew up in the Northeast, in the suburbs outside New York. I was a Bruce Springsteen guy. And a lot of people that are Bruce guys also love Billy Joel. I always found Billy Joel to be a little bit, I don't know, tacky and lame. Um, But, I will say that uh, having moved away from New York, Bob, and for about 10 years now, when I hear Billy Joel, it does a little bit warm the old cockles of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he does represent New York and the region. Not New York City, but no. the experience of living around New York City as well as almost any artist. So I've maybe softened my feeling. I, I 10 years ago, if I had a chance to you know smack an egg on the back of billy joel's bald stupid head i would have done it
0: <gasps> oh wow but now seriously i'm a little bit open-minded now.
1: i'm a little open-minded so you, you're catching me bob at, a, at an interesting time <laughs> in my feelings about billy joel all
2: right so it's still it sounds like a very uphill battle but there is
1: there I mean, is you're like, not in the driver's seat by any means wind, i just
0: want to take i just want to say one thing really quick oh boy second <sighs> second episode Beto O'Rourke is the only viable Democratic candidate. What, what? Get over oh, it. Man. Moving on. What's going on with Billy Joel? I just I mean, like, he did
1: that Bob with the Beto I thing, like which was name. totally unnecessary. I like in his the
2: first name. Place. It's all about his name. As a kid who had to take Spanish class in middle school and high school, mm-hmm. when they would go around the classroom and be like, "Daniel, mm-hmm. your name in español is Diego." No, that's James. What's your name? They well, Daniel. I'm in the
1: same position as you. They had a, she had to make Miss Rivera had to make it up. So I was Danito. But in That's in bullshit. truth, Dan is Dan. Dan yeah. is Dan. Dan always same. Dan. And yeah. they would
2: look at me and they'd be like, Roberto. And they'd be like, well, my name's not Robert. It's Bob. And they'd be like, uh.
1: Roberto.
2: Beto. So it's like a big, it would be a big success for me. <laughs> so
0: they called you Berto. Oh, wait. No, it's Beto. Somebody just like bullshitted you as a child. And now you're willing to vote for this guy?
2: 100%. As 100%. That's how it works. That's how the democratic process works. Jason. Let's right, go. I'm Let's in. Stay on I'm topic. In. Here. Okay. All right. So I picked out songs that are not on the radio. They're not being played at your mom's uh, quinceanera. Not- what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you. Hey, how many drinks have you had, Bob? <laughs> My mom's party for turning 15?
0: (laughs)
2: They're not being played.
0: My mom was born in the She wore such an amazing dress that night, though. And the band played right up until 2.30 and stopped immediately. It was fantastic. Is there time travel involved here? I've had a few drinks, too. They're not being
2: played all over the world. I made a playlist that will hopefully sway you guys to like Billy Joel.
0: I just want to say something right now.
2: Let me play music. Really quick.
0: Wait, 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 wait. If... This works. If this works. Nothing. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't matter. If this works, Dan gets to do the same fucking thing with you too. i I'm down. And I got to be here. I want to be here for that. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, Seriously. I (laughs) will. Okay.
1: I'll I'll hold my. my I don't have to be here for it, but it has
0: to happen. No, you. If
1: we did that, and we have to see how this podcast goes. If we did that, uh, you would have to be here.
2: Starting with the song off of the album Glass Houses called Sleeping With The Television On. And this album is definitely his most kind of new wave rock and roll type album. It's very Elvis Costello, Nick Lowy throughout. And this is a song that if you heard it, just come on a mix and you didn't know it was Billy Joel. I am willing to bet that you would both enjoy it.
0: Okay, Um, here's why I wouldn't. As soon as his dumbass opens his mouth and starts singing, I know it's his pandering piece of shit swine, but oh, man, this is not gonna be easy.
2: This is not gonna be easy. This is a big mistake.
3: Wait, hold on, hold on.
0: That said, here's that said. Here, that's a big that said. said. Is that said? Is that <laughs> intro? Wait for it. Here's here's why I'm that still. That said, it's the most beautiful song I've ever heard. <laughs> no, no, it sucks. It's terrible. Here's here's why I'm willing to listen. I knew you were ex- listening. I knew exactly No, I'm willing to keep an open Jay, mind. Okay, the show started. The <laughs> song's <laughs> playing. I'm willing to keep an open mind. He um I he knew just exactly said,
1: the second you hear his voice, you've decided that he's pandering swine. No, 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 That's no. the opposite no, of an open no. mind.
0: <laughs> what I said was I knew it was him. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. was the that was the <laughs> okay, he go posited go ahead, that was the positive that I answered it. So um, that said, I knew exactly what he was aping here, and and that's Ooh. my biggest problem with Billy. What's Joel. he aping, Jay? New wave. He would go through these like pandering phases where he would just like as soon as Paul Simon did his African thing, he had to do his African thing. So I mean, he never, never caused he never created like he the never fucking was the one. He's basically like Randy Newman sped up. That's all he
2: is. So you, as an artist, you can't evolve at all.
0: No, one hundred percent, you can, and that's why, honestly, I'm, i I'm, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Man. <laughs> no, you're not.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> um, all right, all right.
1: I on. that that was fine.
2: I started. I wanted to start out fine.
0: No, wait, wait. It's, I'm sorry. Yes, second pod. I apologize. It's yeah. The 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 reason that response was so. Visceral, visceral was because the way you posited that um, notion. I knew it was him. There was no question. Like also Billy Joel fucked your wife. But also Billy Joel is the name of the tonight. He's fucking his wife tonight.
2: He's there. Yes. He's in his
0: residency at the Staples Center. He's in locker center right now. (laughs) There would have been no question whatsoever that that was him. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's
1: to me sounds like uh, Elvis Costello. Mm hmm. I don't like Elvis Costello. Yeah, so you never liked Elvis Costello. For, that um, for that reason, he's doing a good version of a good Elvis Costello songs uh, song, but I don't like good Elvis Costello songs really that much. So on that count, it falls short. But if I was a big fan of that type of sound, I would be into that music. Right, so.
2: and I started this uh, out with that song because I think a lot of people don't know that Billy Joel ever sounded like that because they just know... He yeah. has evolved. There's only no the, doubt about only it. Only the good Die Young or scenes from an Italian and what restaurant. And
1: what Jay's burying Joel on, and I understand that you're doing that, um, an artist like Madonna, for instance, gets praised for, which is what's like the next big things, things she's hearing. I'm going to adapt to that and then make music kind of in that realm. And you stay current. And Billy Joel, for all of his... I'm just a regular guy from Long Island. He was always very obviously ambitious and a careerist. Uh, He tried to stay up with the times. He's
2: always played to his influences. And whether it's something that's modern, that's kind of influencing him in the moment, or in the mid-80s when he decided to make like a doo-wop album, which wasn't of the time at all, he went backwards. He shouldn't have done that. It was one of his biggest albums. That was a huge album. It was probably him, his though. biggest album.
1: I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't disagree, but go on. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's hear track two, Bob. Yeah,
2: here's track two. This song is called 52nd Street, off the album, 52nd Street. Right.
1: Can I say, by the way, Bob, that I really loved uh, For the Longest Time and oh, Uptown too, Girl when I was five.
3: They say it takes a lot love a lie ouch in every hot that pumps a different beat but if we shift the rhythm into overdrive well we could generate a lot of heat
1: this is
0: billy yeah man this is sound, sound like and randy newman
1: Hear
3: whoa, whoa.
1: Your love of Ben Folds Five makes a lot more sense when I hear a song like this.
2: The deeper you dig into Billy Joel's catalog, the more Ben Folds Five makes sense in general. Like, definitely, the influence is just bigger and bigger.
0: Definitely. I'll so let you go first on this one, Dan.
1: That sounded like Fraser a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That was a little Fraserish. <laughs> Um, this
2: is which I know you love. I know toss salad and scrambled eggs is one of your favorite jazz <laughs> well, baby, songs. Is it the not? That's, calling, that's the best jazz song <laughs> I ever.
1: <written>. And <laughs> I mean, that's peak jazz. And this so. directly
2: influenced Frasier
1: Wait, and this part sounds like when Cheers would come out of commercial and they would like go back <laughs> to the bar. I think we're figuring something
3: out.
1: <laughs> oh my god, Sam and Diane. Um, okay. I had never heard the song. Just I had never heard the first song either. Great I didn't choice, say that. by the way, Bob. Um, I like it because much if we ever did do, for example, the same podcast with you 2 I would choose songs that you didn't know. And I do like this song because it's fresh to me. Part of the Billy Joel problem is that his biggest songs and maybe his best songs I wouldn't know have been so hammered into your brain from by Q104 and PLJ the New York radio stations that you have no choice but to be a part of the Billy Joel experience there. Uh, so it's
0: refreshing to say also KUPD, K-U-P-D. every, Rocky, every grocery, Phoenix, store, Arizona. grocery store every elevator, dentist office every elevator dentist.
1: every quinceañera. So it's a little bit refreshing to hear a song that I haven't heard before and his voice there's a little bit of like a when Steven Tyler When you listen to an old um, Aerosmith song and Dream On is on, and you're like, wait, that's Steven Tyler? Because the voice is different. He's so much younger. Mm -hmm. That one's good. I like that better, Bob. Okay. I I, also, I really dig that song. I love Cheers. It's one of my favorite shows. It's a great show.
0: I also really dig that song because I feel like that's exactly where Billy Joel always needed to be. Just a better Randy Newman. A more accessible Randy Newman, mm-hmm. um, you know Randy. If you ever really listened to Randy Newman, wait,
1: there's such a thing as a more accessible Randy? <laughs> well, Randy he, <laughs> Newman, Newman is very like than that moody Toy Story Randy <laughs> Newman, are you? Like
0: that's <laughs> what he was, the most accessible. So you don't know Randy Newman, okay? No, so, no. no <laughs> what I'm saying, I probably don't. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. So his stuff I don't is I love yeah. it. exactly. That's the stuff that you know. You know three songs, right? He's he has he has He's an old school songwriter who was never really meant to become like a commodity. He was never meant to become a star. Other people were meant to perform his music, but it came at a time where singer songwriters were the thing. So he kind of had to rise to that occasion. Mm-hmm. That said, his music is, you know, one of his um, best. It's a, uh, um, it's a blues song and uh, that's, Yeah, baby. Yeah, I've been drinking, and I shouldn't come by. No, like that's that's Randy Newman. You know what I mean? That's the kind of this right here. This is Billy Joel, kind of uh, where like I said it before. It's where it needs to be.
2: That song in particular reminds me of like not the voice, of course, but like a Tom Waits sort of style of song which sure. I love so going to our next Billy Joel song so I feel like I haven't won anybody over but maybe we're getting there this song is going to be one you've heard but I just want you to listen to it with fresh ears right. and appreciate it as a song
3: One, two, one, two, three, five.
1: is one of the great like white man overbite rock songs of all time <laughs> like when you're dancing you're just like swaying and you're biting the lower lip with your front teeth
2: yes it's also the perfect movie the perfect song to end an amy schumer movie at madison square garden <laughs> yes this comes on at the very end of train wreck this oh, is, is really? a matter of trust off the album the bridge
1: love it bob good choice it's it's cheesy in the way that a lot of great '80s songs are, yep. so I don't think it's like a, a piece of artwork. But I love the I love the count off. Um, can I hear the count off again? Of course, it's one of the great count offs. One,
3: two, one, two, three,
1: four. In fact, on the Around the NFL podcast, I I don't remember what the segment was, but I I used just the one, two, three, four, and then my boss, who exactly, you know, I don't know how he knew, but. he he sniffed out that it was Billy Joel. It was very angry with me for using (laughs) a Billy Joel song in the pod. Um, But it also reminds me of my wedding day because I remember us playing it because for some reason it became an inside joke. Does that ring a bell at all? Yes, of course.
2: Our friend Mark, who is also a Billy Joel fan, uh, Mark, uh, when he broke up with his girlfriend who broke his heart, his girlfriend broke his heart and this was the song he would listen to as he was just crying, thinking about which is her. so funny. Which is a funny song it's to a be very like, thing to and be I like love broken it. down and just hear a one, a two. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll throw it to Jay on this, but my final verdict on the song is not a piece of artwork, but I love like the the power chord and it's a it's a good fun radio song.
2: As far as Billy Joel singles go that have been on the radio, I think this is one of the less offensive ones. Would
0: you agree? I think this is the least effective Bruce Springsteen song of all time. It's Billy doing Bruce. And it's offensive. Next. Well, well, I will say that
1: Bruce no one is better at one, two, three, four than Bruce.
0: Yeah, does he own the fucking numbers? No, but, but if Bruce you had a like, move fucking keyboard in there, Geez. it would be the E Street Band, and that's fucking offensive. Come on, man.
1: This, But you know what? This is more like Bruce and his lost human touch, Lucky Town era.
0: Which some people consider his best era. Uh, what, drug addicts? No, people my age, man. That was a good so, era. So drug addicts?
2: By the way. Jay's <laughs> holding drugs. As Jay's he says literally that. holding drugs as he says that.
0: <laughs> That's like, not true according to the NFL. <laughs> what the fuck? No,
1: it's, it's medicinal. It's medicinal. <laughs> you're okay yeah, I'm not doing Dan's it Dan's not doing it it's yeah, you it's literally just me um, who gives a shit uh, good work Bob I'm in you're trending in the right direction I have to say okay All right. I love things that are popular I like populist art so I don't I don't look down on that song because it's
2: a no I think it's shitty. a fun song
0: again fun. again it's perfectly fine it, it, it is what it is you did not say no popular. but it's a it's it's a thing of a it's a copy it's not the real okay. it's not him right. I hear what you're saying
1: yeah you're right. you're you, you seem to be hitting on the point that he's basically taking sounds and styles and he then rips just people kind of off all the, all the time. It's a retread.
2: This next song it's called The Great Suburban Showdown and there would be no Ben Folds without this song.
1: Oh, imagine a world without Ben Folds. And that who would want to think but about?
3: I think I packed my gun. Got that old suburban showdown in my sit around with the folks, tell the same old tired jokes, bored to death on Sunday afternoon. Mom and Dad, me and you, and the outdoor barbecue, think I'm going to hide out.
2: Off of Street Life Serenade 1974 this is the Great Suburban Showdown and this does not sound anything like the previous four songs we've heard
0: but it does sound like the Eagles greatest hits that's so funny that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. <laughs> sounds like so Eagles. it's my problem here's, with him but here's my question
1: and the a Eagles guy were the biggest band in the world in the yeah. Serenade
2: a guy that's been putting out music <laughs> for 40 years is not allowed to make music of the time because yeah, that's what it I sounds hear you. like. I know it's not like he was. It's listening. almost
0: like sampling, right? It, it's like it's I hear the world around I just, you. I, I'm. I, you know what? This is probably. Look, like, this is my fault when it comes to Billy Joel. I I hear his influences too clearly. You know what I mean? It's like okay. You know Tom Morello, mm-hmm. the the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine. You know he plays in every song on Rage. He plays a Led Zeppelin riff. Somewhere in that song? Mm. Do you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: You would not know that because he's so fucking original in his own way. But in every single song he puts a Led Zeppelin riff in that song. But doesn't that
1: almost make the point that everyone borrows from their influences? Borrows <laughs> not
0: copies it's different it's different but
2: how could you say copy the Eagles started by the way I'm pulling up Wikipedia That's to fine. counter That's this fine. argument and, and please shut me down please. Eagles formation in early releases were 71 to 73 according to the great Wikipedia
1: yes they're never wrong.
2: this album came out in 74 it's not like the Eagles were Hotel California, the Eagles at the time. But this they were was, huge already. They this was big. the world at
0: the time. Bob, I watched an Eagles documentary. Like I know everything. You've you watched ever need one. To know. I agree. <laughs> we all have a Netflix account, and uh, we've also seen the spoof with Bill Hader and uh, Fred Armisen. So. I believe
1: "Take It Easy" came out in like '71, and they were huge. I don't think it's bad. I think it's fine. It's, Again, it's, it's, not it's not bad.
0: It's not bad.
1: It's just not. In fact. Again, another song I had never heard before, and I, I actually like that Bob. I enjoy it, but uh, Jay is hitting on something throughout this episode that I would have never actually thought about. Billy Joel is that he is seeming to be riding the wave of popular culture and aping's too strong a word, but he seems to be taking so things that are popular and putting in his own Billy Joel spin on it. Look, Billy, gonna,
2: the reason I'm, Billy Joel is not respected by a lot of people. And the reason like Chuck Klosterman has written articles and books or like a whole chapter in his book about this is because he's never led any of these trends. That's you can't argue that he's not like David Bowie, who's like changing the world and like making new music. He's a guy who's just been making music for a long time. Reacting and just making things that are of the time. That's
1: part of his thing, though. Like he's a blue collar Long Island. guy. He's not so Joe Cocker. Who's I'm not just expecting doing? He really is head. a piano man.
2: He's not like Joe Cocker yeah, he doing. He really is doing Beatles covers. That has way more respect than Billy Joel, even though he was just a covers artist.
1: I'm with <sighs> you, Bob. I hear you. I, I, hear I gotta you. be honest, Bob. I'm I'm all right right now. I'm not I'm not I'm not hating it so far. The first song I wasn't into. It, you're actually going kind of in order of songs that I've liked
0: so far. I have to say. Each song that you're playing, I'm liking a little bit more. I and, like that Eagle and, song. And as I just want to say, as um, aggressive as I am with my criticism of these songs, yeah, you're a real I'm, dick. I'm just being <laughs> I'm just being honest about how I how I re- how I respond to them. But intellectually, Bob, this is a fantastic list to to turn over someone to a Billy Joel fan. I, like honestly, it's it's. These songs are good. These songs are good. I haven't heard these songs except for You're the- You're just saying they're not the one necessarily previous. original from yeah, a so creative Yeah,
2: maybe, so maybe, maybe we have to take a I'm step back. I'm just reacting to them. I'm maybe we reacting. have to take a step back and reframe sort of what we're doing here. Okay. Maybe it's not getting you to respect Billy Joel because I feel like that's a lost cause.
0: Okay. All You're right. not
2: going to respect Billy Joel. Right. Maybe it's finding Billy Joel songs that you don't have to necessarily turn off because it's Billy Joel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe it's also- if we could, if we could just go and erase the Billy Joel discography from radio and replace it, I would love it, to that, but we can't. By and it. replace that's a it, different show. And replace it with ten songs that could be overplayed. Maybe these would be mm. a better ten songs.
1: But maybe adjusting
0: that's our that's expectations—the argument, is the argument a good idea. that's never going to fly. But go ahead.
1: Adjusting our expectations is a good idea. Bad idea is just taking, wiping out ten Billy Joel songs that won't <laughs> stop being played and putting on ten more Billy Joel songs that will drive us crazy. But part, you'll
2: you'll start from like square one before you're crazy. Part of the problem so it'll is that So
1: be crazy in 20 years. Yes.
0: I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's to, It's uh, just
1: I think it all depends like what your personality is. Like again, as a Springsteen fan, Springsteen songs are played just as much as Billy Joel songs in New York and New Jersey, but Bruce Springsteen I love. So it's it's part of it is like what the the appeal of the music. And I will say is for you Bob, uh you don't have an issue with Springsteen and you like like Springsteen a lot of his songs too, um, but this kind of piano based rock is more in your wheelhouse than mine, which might explain why you gravitate toward a Joel more than I do. Although, let us not forget the great Roy Bitten Springsteen dabbles in the piano quite a bit himself, but in a totally different way. It's more an accent to the songs, mm-hmm. whereas with Joel, it's kind of like front and center. No, he
2: writes his songs from a piano. And the
0: and the the real only like um, I know I'm being awful because they, these are all they're, they're all just hitting me. But like the the, the biggest uh, the biggest issue I have with Billy Joel is when I hear almost any of his songs, I th- I immediately think why am I listening? I'll just listen to Chuck Berry or I'll just listen. Why put on the Beatles? You know what I mean? Like whenever I hear him aping someone else, the first thing I think is this now. That said, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sex nicely into the next song. Yeah, I feel like that should have been established earlier. I on. hate myself, and also I'm an impressionist. And I have always felt that there's something kind of cheap and cheating about being an impressionist. So I have maybe personal skin of the game. Is this the Cars?
3: do it's hard to make
1: Just a heads up to the listeners, in a few minutes we're going to get Christopher Walken on the show
2: <laughs> Yes we are right, here we go, yeah,
3: here we go.
2: We're back to the Glass Houses album. This is sometimes a fantasy, the best song about calling a phone sex hotline from the '80s. And What's
1: yes, the competition. This is it. <laughs> think, is
0: there any other sex line
1: bangers? You guys,
0: you guys want to hear a little story about little old uh, adolescent uh, Jay Zums? Sure. Yes, please. J-Zums, All right, I like um, that too. Uh, around this time. You guys familiar with the uh, lady named Elvira? She plays a vampire. What? Mistress of, big, the big, the of the Dark? Princess of the Dark? Of course. The busty,
1: half-vampire, half-vixen. <laughs>
0: Elvira. <Old Jump. laughs> she, um, she came out with a movie around this time. And what she had was little... Uh, Two Well, Two tatars, But she also had a phone number. And uh, little, little 12-year-old Jay called that number and have old Elvira... Tell us all secrets. It's pretty Ooh, great. What,
2: do you remember these sexy secrets? No,
0: I don't remember that. But I do remember um, inviting mm-hmm. everyone from school over to my house and calling on that phone for about a week, maybe a month, within the hours of 2.30 to 4.45 a day, Before my dad got home, and then having to pay back as a third grader a nine hundred dollar phone bill. Oh wait, nine hundred dollars? Them's was fucking charging us for that nine seven six number, bro. You know,
1: know, that's so funny to bring that up because it reminds me of my uh, me and my cousin Matt. We found, as many young boys do, found a. And Bob, we're gonna give this song the respect. No, this deserves, is what it deserves.
2: I want you guys to talk about your stories.
1: We found a magazine in the woods. Yeah. This happened in the eighties oh, and no, the seventies. This is where you 60s. often
0: found those things. Yes. Yeah,
2: things just appeared. By the way, for kids these days, things used to just appear in the woods.
0: Yeah. Right. It would Essentially, be, like it would be a dirty magazine. Right. We would there would be Indiana Jones and then there would be like a couple of kids going like, All right, we're all together. We've got a mission. We're going out into the woods. Why some fucking piece of shit little fucking eight year old would say. We're looking for porn. <laughs> Brown hole. I mean that's not quite right in the sense that
1: what part of the culture was before the internet, there would be magazines and the whole nature of it was you would have the magazine and at a certain point if especially if you were a kid and you lived under your parents' roof you'd have
0: to get rid of the magazine or hide the magazine because your morality would take over <laughs> and you would feel like an awful human being for standing over this object and defiling your self. And then you would have to get rid of it. No, you wouldn't want your mom to find it. So you would save difference. So you want to keep it on the grounds,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but maybe masturbation. So you would throw it in the woods. You would keep it in the, the, the neighbors next door, like next to a tree. And, You would find other people's magazines. And every once in a while, if you got lucky, you'd hit hit gold. So me and my cousin Matt found this magazine. It was particularly nasty. It wasn't... uh, Obviously, it wasn't Playboy. It it wasn't normal porn. It wasn't Penthouse. It wasn't even Hustler. It was kind of like Hustler adjacent in the sense that it was...
2: Once you start going
0: down to that next tier, things get... It was the magazines where... Did it have thicker pages? It
1: could have had thicker pages, but it was the... I know those books. It was the magazines where... The photo shoots would have the women that would basically offer an anatomy class. Anatomy right, yeah. class. Very close up. Playboy close did up not stuff. do that. Right. But if you got to a certain level of a, a porno mag, a big part of it would be, and you know, it's just a little weird in retrospect. <laughs> there would be photos where the woman would be holding open look, yeah. the, uh, Her, the vagina. Uh, anatomy. Okay. You know, it'd be like yeah. parting the vagina. It would yeah. yeah. th- be a big Wait, photo. Th-
2: time out. Those things are open? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Bob. Where anyway, do you, where do you think your babies came from, bro?
1: Long story short, um, in the back of the magazines, there would always be tons of numbers, and we saw the numbers. Oh, one nine hundred numbers. Those are the ones you can't call because they charge you. But there was like a one eight seven seven number. Mm-hmm. So me and Matt, when before Matt's parents got home, we would get the phone and start calling these numbers. And I, I remember to this day. Uh, uh, sometimes the girls would talk to you But sometimes be like How old are you? And be like We're 19 And they'd be like No you're not And they'd hang up on us You know good for them by Good, that. good, good for ladies them. Good, good ladies, ladies Good but for you Most ladies. of them are
2: dead now Because they're in their 70s <laughs> AIDS mainly
1: Yeah but yeah go on um, Anyway At the end of the day One day We get a, uh, we get sat down It's my mom and, and um, Matt's mom and there was, you know, again, a major charge on the phone, Bill. Yeah. And not only, and this is the little kicker of the story, they didn't find out years later, until years later, not only was that mo- was that embarrassing moment, uh, it was a subject amongst the other mothers at Franklin Avenue. Oh, shit. There was a conversation about, hey, Danny and Matt uh, got their hands on this magazine and called these numbers and the mothers were talking about it as if this is something we need to watch out for so it doesn't happen to your yourself. This
2: is a fact oh, because so I remember full well before Dan and I were friends. I think I was on a bowling team with your cousin Matt. I remember my mom <laughs> warning me about these two kids who were calling the nine hundred numbers, Dan and Matt. Because they got in trouble And they ended up costing a lot of money So I, you were used as a cautionary tale Before I even knew you as a friend Because of this story
0: This is beautiful It's good it's And you know what,
2: thank you to Billy Joel For making us talk about such a fun topic With that wonderful song
0: Are you going into another song that feels What's like up next? a natural progression
2: We're going to stick with Glass Houses This is It's still rock and roll What's to the me
3: that your tie's too wide. Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress It till you spend a lot of money. Everybody's talking about the new sound, funny, but it's still rock and roll to me. What's the matter with the car I'm driving? Can't you tell that out of style Should I get a set of white wall tires Are you gonna cruise a Miracle Mile Nowadays you can't be too sentimental Your best net's true Baby blue continental Hot funk, cool funk Even if it's old junk still rock and roll to me
2: I saw that happening Yeah <laughs> So this is uh, another single, one of his other, I'd say, bigger songs, probably the only other big song I put on this playlist after A Matter of Trust," But I put it on here because this is another, I think, really good new wave song. This is a song that if Elvis Costello did it, we would be talking about it in that same level as...
1: Let's not, let's not go too far and act like Billy Joel got jobbed by, you know, historians, well, not got only got, does he have $90 million in the bank, at least. People like this song. It's not It's not like every song. It's not millie Vanilli. He's
2: clearly doing fine. But I think that there's that certain level, because he became such a big success, some of these songs like this doesn't get the sort of respect I think it deserves on one level, because he's getting respect on another level.
1: That's on him, though, for putting out, like, We Didn't Start the Fire. And just
2: being huge. And right. Like, as somebody who's a fan of you too, you can't fault a guy for going after the low-hanging do not. fruit to become the and biggest. and I think
0: this is a great star. radio signal. Straight up. Straight up. I'm uh, I'm going to uh, make my statement as best I can, and <laughs> by doing that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use a folksy accent. Oh, that's. I'm like gonna fart into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> He's still gonna do that. Here we go. <laughs> If there's a fucking world where somebody thinks this fucking world's not it's this fucking not derivative. I I don't wanna fucking live in it. That's all that's all I can say. It's a derivative piece of shit. (laughs) Next. I mean where did the Scottish guy come from? I don't
2: know. There was no was reason Scottish? There was no reason know. for that guy. There what was no was reason that? for that guy to be Scottish.
0: Ah, second show of the night. Moving on. <laughs>
2: there was no reason for that guy to have an accent whatsoever. <laughs> Jay, whatsoever. No reason
1: for you to play that
0: song Jay, either. But go Jay, on. Jay, where did that come from? <laughs> 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 All right, Jay,
1: you're gonna tee up right now All before right, it's maybe. too late and I can't catch you. Uh-huh. All right. Christopher Walken commenting on the thirty year anniversary release of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire single.
0: Go. If you thought that some boys and live out in Brooklyn or the Bronx or for that matter in Spanish Harlem were good at this thing they call rap, (laughs) wait until you see and hear with your eyes and your ears this beautiful little Long Island plump Pig boy. We all love and now it's Billy Joel. Step back, Dr. Dre. I'll know Snoop Dogg. Get off my block. I'm listening. Billy Joel. <laughs> Wrap it down with this fucking horrendous piece of shit. Did you call him a plump pig boy? <laughs> Holy shit! Did I? I don't know. That's like the meanest thing anybody's ever said by <laughs> a, in the God world. I don't like him. I don't like him. All right. Anyway, we are Bob. It's 30 years uh, since
1: we didn't start. The fire came out. Please tell me it's on this list. It Probably isn't. Why would it be on this list? We I'm, will be listening
2: to trying, it at the end of the yeah, show.
0: That's true. That's true. That's true. That's going on the playlist. Um, I mean, at this
2: point, I might as well just <laughs> throw this out and just torture you with the stuff I know will. Yeah. Fucking no, no, ruin
1: again, your but life. honestly, again. This is, there's do you under, You're you seeing there's a difference between where I'm coming from and where Jay is. I understand some of Jay's, but the Scottish guy, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs>
0: that made no sense. I was just trying to be nice, but I didn't know how to do it. That's not a way to do but it. But I don't
1: have as much of a problem with him chasing uh you know sounds and and, and all that. Because, again, his whole thing is I'm just a guy from Long Island that made it big, and there's the music I like, and if you like it, that's great. So I'm in. Bob, I'm, in, I'm enjoying your mix so far, right. your Joel mix. Well, let's I'm go, being completely honest with you. Let's
2: go back to the beginning from before he was chasing anything. Oh, let's go back to the original Billy Joel.
1: Okay.
3: She's got a way about her. I don't know what it is. But I know that I can't live without her She's got a way of pleasing I don't know what it is But there doesn't have to be a reason anyway She's got a smile that heals me I don't know why it is but I have to laugh when she reveals
1: So here, Bob, to me, this is... she He's not chasing anything. This is just his, his natural gift as a songwriter and as a, 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 you know, a lyricist and also his ability to make a melody and a, a, a hook. It's a beautiful song. This is... It's functionally perfect for what it is. Like if you're into the piano ballads
0: this is probably the best Billy Joel song the song that I liked before that you played the second song mm-hmm. this that song is a natural progression from something as simple and beautiful and personal as this this is this is where and look I, I know there's a narrative for me at this point because I like the Counting Crows album their first album more than I like their second hated their second one because they I don't
2: know. There were times when we recorded that episode that you loved it. You're a
0: little bit all over the place on that one. Jay.
1: <laughs> Check out the recovering the satellites <laughs> episode of the throwback podcast.
0: Her, it's, um, it's fine. But this, this is, this is, uh, this is like I said, this is where he should have lived.
2: That's a classic. I mean, it's a classic song. Sure.
0: sure. I can't fault him for wanting to stay present with the times. The guy was fucking huge. He did his best to stay on top, and fuck, he did it for 20 years. He did it. He did.
2: There was, uh, so for a couple of months, they had these- Dan is
0: building an igloo behind (laughs) us right now.
2: For a couple of months, there was a uh, Billy Joel serious radio station where they would just play Billy Joel. I'm sure you guys were both plugged in on that. But um, there was one night, I think I was driving here to the pod, and I flipped it on, and it was like the top of the hour, and it was like, this hour- Billy walks us through an innocent man and proceeded to, it was like the director's commentary of every track off an innocent man, which I kept off of this. Cause I think you guys would both hate it, but, um, he just got kind of to walk through every song. And at one point he was just talking about dating, not Christie Brinkley, but he was mentioning, he was like, hey, I was dating this, uh, supermodel, uh, Linda Evangelista. I was dating this, Linda Evangelista. And, uh, yeah, she didn't like the press or whatever. And then like two songs later, he's talking about Christy Brinkley and it's like this guy yeah, man. fucked the hottest women yeah. of the 80s. Like there's nobody that came close to being Billy Joel in the can 80s.
1: I say? Can I say that um, without having heard that, so I don't want to cast too many judgments, but without having heard what he just said? Well... Is that what you're saying? Billy Joel, like he didn't say that in a tossed off way. Billy Joel said... Tossed off that he dated Linda Evangelista because it would be cool to toss off that you dated Linda. I, mean, I think he to, was.
2: You just have to look it up. I mean, it's not like he was hiding. No, it I'm, I'm
1: saying. I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm saying humble what brag. Are the humble what are brag. One of the uphill battles for Billy Joel, I feel like, and I, I think maybe the Klosterman study of Joel hit on this a little bit, was wanting to be kind of a cool rock star, right? Which he could never be, just like we could never be cool rock stars because we don't look like cool rock stars. Billy Joel did not look like a cool rock star. So, some Nathaniel of Nathaniel
0: Ratliff, I think I can <laughs> work toward that goal. But other than that, yeah, you're I right. I think
1: the Christy Brinkley thing, and uh, it's too bad it didn't work out, the marriage, but they have kids and everything. But I wonder how much of that was Billy Joel like wanting people to view him as. I'm not I'm not just like a nerdy. I know you look at me, you don't see me as a rock star. But do you have Christy Brinkley in your bed? Like, I wonder how much of Joel's like aesthetic and how self-conscious he is about not being a traditional looking rock star. I would say it's probably, if he.
0: If let's just take him as his word. If he is a simple working man from Long Island, it's probably the exact same version of what. If it was literally like a garbage man yeah, was, who banged supermodels that exists. I mean, them I respect him them for it. Because I don't think that look like them.
1: Billy Joel don't typically get Christy Brinkley or Linda Evangelista. So I would never hold that against them, but I never thought like you're saying in the sense, Bob, he tossed that off. Like, Oh wow. Billy Joel was cool, man. He, he ruled in his day. When I think of it, I think of a kind of a sad guy that self-consciously, put that out there and chase those type of women to project himself in a certain way.
2: I don't think that makes him any different than most rock stars that have fucked supermodels. I know some history. guys,
1: some rock stars, I would say a lot of rock stars are, it makes him different. than the, They, they do the it better than stars. him. It was
0: a little more self-conscious with Billy Joel. Like Mick Jagger is never going to, he didn't give it. He's not going to tell you who he fucked. Fucking Eric Clapton! Well, you can't Clapton's compare anybody to Mick Jagger.
2: Eric Clapton told us he fucked Cheryl Crow, which you know what? Do better, Eric Clapton. Go fuck Christy Brinkley.
0: Come on, <laughs> Wait, Bob. Now you're hitting out.
1: <laughs> Cheryl Crow catches a goddamn sniper shot.
0: <laughs> Cheryl, you're lovely, and anyone anyway, would want to fuck That's you. That's a good pull, <laughs> You can minute. make me
3: free. You can make me smile. <laughs> you can make me be.
1: Cheryl Crow's a good pull, though.
3: Like a little child, you can melt the ice that chills my body. You can dry my every tear. You I know Bob so
1: well, by the way. Uh, I've known Bob for 30 years. The look on his face is like, I shouldn't have done this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just No, what I, I was just thinking. It's was, like a
1: look on his face like this is going kind of exactly how I thought it would go and also horribly wrong at the same time. I mean, there
2: two th- it's two things. Number one, in that exact moment that you were looking at my face, like you've done for the last 30 years, I apologize. Uh, I was just thinking that that was a la reveal magnifico for the both of you, that you're criticizing a man for fucking supermodels. So that's I did not obviously, say that. and that's that that's obviously says a lot uh, about how you feel about Billy Joel that you can't even just let that flow by. That this guy was a very <laughs> successful ladies' man in the '80s. Wait, that, our, that's not, that our, has not to be met, with it. That has to be met with criticism on top of everything else.
1: i not, not
0: even. I return the I reveal, magnifico, back to you. I declare vengeance That this
2: man can't even have sex with hot women. Thirty years ago, without getting scorned from that's YouTube, unfair, right now. Bob.
1: I'm not scorning
0: him. It's not it. what we're saying. It's it's in it's it's. Uh, why does he have to say it? Like he doesn't have. Because
2: he say did it. it. He was telling a story. Ah. See, that's how critical you guys are of this man. <laughs> Forget about his music. You just hate Billy Joel as a person.
1: I don't. I don't hate him as a person. This wasn't.
2: This was not even an uphill battle. This was a lost. Wait, cause. let's listen to the song. Let's listen to the song. This is Ooh. also off Cold Call Spring Harbor. Call this one Harbor. the Lost Cause. All Cold right, Spring
0: Harbor.
3: I can take the skies. I can soar like a bird.
1: this a lot
2: also of his debut album that song reminded me a lot of queen when i realized yes oh, it. i could hear
1: that but it's not it's certainly not aping queen no but it it's early 70s it's yeah. um
0: i heard a lot of the who can yeah, i yeah, hear sense, that too. i yep. think queen and i hear and the, the adultery in there yeah.
1: for sure with the vocal vocal styling but yeah, again not that's a bad good. song not a bad song i like that a lot actually these, these songs again like i think my biggest problem with joel is not that he's little self-conscious about people thinking he's a rock star but I agree with that or I believe in that I think um the songs that are he's famous for I've heard so many times right they've been so inescapable that since they're not in my wheelhouse I've gone the other way where I've kind of hit out at him because of those songs I don't I do not need to hear uh the song about while you're at home masturbating, I don't need to hear yeah. that song, Captain Jack. I don't and need to hear Piano Man. I've heard them so many times. As a, as a so ju- I resent him for right.
2: it. As a Jewish kid who had Billy Joel's greatest hits, because when you're like turned your bar mitzvah, they just give you that. Like that's just part of being 13 and mm-hmm. a Jew. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. sick of those songs. And I honestly have not listened to a lot of Billy Joel as an adult until like every now and again, like I'll plug back in. But it's because of that exact same reason. Like, there's just been so much of those same songs over and over again. So, I had fun making this playlist, even though you guys hate it.
1: Was that the last song? No. Was, uh, oh, yeah. no. Wait a second. No, wait. That was the last song? Bob, no. why are you oh, being so self conscious yourself right now?
2: I'm, I've liked
0: almost
1: every probably song you've played. I'm such an
0: Don't asshole. Don't hit out at me. Now, listen, here's the other thing. My nitpicky criticisms on this music. I, I, You're not really I can't nitpicking. Not really nitpicking. you <laughs> it. <laughs> I, know, I know, I am getting deep. But, but, but look. That should be laid out. I'm later also later. aware that I have my own failings. I honestly... No, I, I, the, no <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut away. Don't lie. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about you a little bit. Let's dig in. How are your kids hey, doing? Hey, they love me. <laughs> no. Um. You've put together a great... Um, playlist it it would win over someone who didn't feel the way i do about this guy <laughs> i that's that's maybe why this well the whole point of the playlist was to win over someone that
1: feels uh, a negative way toward billy joel yes i know so you're saying he failed you're he, saying right. I but failed he underestimated how person. much i hate yes. this man maybe yeah. he did maybe he did bob did you under, did you realize Jay hated Billy Joel? I just thought much? he was
2: not a fan of the guy's music. I didn't know it really dug deep.
1: Music is very, very important. All right, how many songs do we have left, Bob? Two. All right, let's listen. And we are going to listen to Who We Didn't Start the Fire, right? So three songs After left. It. Okay, cool. That's the song I want to listen to with fresh ears. <laughs> no, you don't.
3: She said she'd meet me in the bar At the Plaza Hotel Wear a jacket and a There's Elvis Costello die. again.
2: This is again, I really went Glasshouse is heavy, full disclosure, because as I re-listened to it recently, I was like, this is a great album from the early 80s that has that sort of sound that I've been listening to more recently. Like, I've started listening to more Nick Lowe. And I just thought, like, this is a kind of... It's a very respected album. This is album. your
1: Billy Joel, if you had to pick one era.
2: Yeah, I kind of love this Billy Joel because it doesn't sound like that radio Billy Joel.
1: Song particularly, but you could apply it to other songs. There's a bit of a Broadway vibe to it. Um, and I know he did what moving out, was it wasn't there. Was a Billy Joel was musical. A Billy musical, yeah. He you could kind of picture a lot of these songs being like musical numbers as well, like they would work on stage, right? Um, which I again, I can't say whether that's a criticism or a compliment. I didn't, I've never been like uh, into that stuff, but. His the songs aren't they're not complex and they're not deep, and that's not a bad thing. I, I uh, this sounds fine to me too. It's not this isn't something that jumps out to me as something. Oh, I gotta go listen to this. I gotta get it on uh, a playlist. Uh, but I get why you would like it as a Billy Joel. Song. Yeah, I'll say that.
2: Yeah, and that's a good point as far as the musical goes. And I think the musical was very like pop heavy. Did you see it? I never saw it.
1: No. What? How did you not go see Moving Out? I would You're Billy Joel fan number one.
2: I'm not Billy Joel fan number one. I'm a Billy Joel fan. Billy all this Joel fan guy
1: talks
0: about is
1: BJ, BJ, <laughs> BJ. In <laughs> and, and Bob's defense, he was actually referring to the blowjob he was getting from his high school girlfriend during Princess Diana's untimely demise. Oh, That's it. That's yeah. all he talks about. Got it.
2: That's the number one BJ. This now is this entire
1: two.
0: episode is in perspective for me <laughs>
2: this is the soundtrack of the blowjob to when princess diana died um,
1: how <laughs> do you like it moving out is a 2002 jukebox musical featuring the songs of billy joel so you're telling me bob 22 year old Bobby Castro, fresh out of college still with the college girlfriend at that stage and and, and again you're living in New York and you're a suburbs boy, but you want to like be cool and be like, hey, let's go into the big city and see a big old Broadway show. How do you miss the boat on moving out? <laughs> the Billy Joel musical,
0: Bob. Bad job by you. It's a bad job by you. I'm moving out. No, I'm moving re- out. No. No. Actually,
2: my girl- <laughs> girlfriend at the time actually got tickets for it. And she was like, hey, I got a sticker for moving out. And she handed it to me. And I looked at it and I said, you know what? I have to say no because I have a feeling in like 17 <laughs> years, I'm going to be in a garage. And if I go to this, they'll fucking make fun of me.
0: Hey, moving out. Ah! I made
2: the right call. Made the right call Smart. by saying that. That's the bolt there, Bob.
0: Bro, nailed it. All right guys, there. last
2: song on the playlist before we listened to we didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is Bob, you're a real trooper by the way. I'm going to say, fucking a, dude.
2: <laughs> Look, last time we we were all here, you guys uh you guys did me a solid and we just kind of worked through We uh, did, man. It was like an journey.
1: emotional journey. Yeah. It's like and a psycholo- a yeah. psychiatrist's office. And this time
2: I offered myself up to be slaughtered, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> Here's uh many Billy Joel fans would say their favorite Billy Joel song that is not a big hit. This is Vienna.
1: When I was a young boy My father Slow
3: down, you crazy child You're so ambitious for a juvenile But then if you're so smart Tell me why are you still so afraid Ripped off my camera Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off Before you burn it out You got so much to do And only so many hours in a day Hey, 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 but you know that when the truth is told That you can get what you want or you can just get old You're gonna kick off before you even get halfway through Ooh, when will you realize Vienna waits for you? It's
0: it's a good song
3: Slow down, you're doing fine be everything you
1: be this is on the 13 Going On 30 soundtrack, right? Is it? It actually is. I looked it up. I was going to say,
2: if you knew that off, <laughs> and that's very scary.
1: I like this. Some people like
0: their early days. Jennifer really
1: Releases the B-side to Just The Way You Are. Which, yeah. And this which, is by the way, another Billy Joel we'll piano ballad I quite enjoy. See,
2: I stayed away from the ones I knew you knew whether or not you would like it or not. I think a lot of
1: people probably think Just The Way You Are is not a good song, but I like that song. Yeah,
2: I think it's a great song. And
1: I like this song. This is great. Hey, Bob, in a July 2008 New York Times article, Joel cited this as one of his two favorite songs, along with Summer Highland Falls.
2: Hmm. Cool. He's got good taste in his own music.
0: Uh, He does. This is a good song, dude. Oh, shit, now we got an accordion coming in. Can you turn it up?
1: This is the first. (laughs) by the way this makes so much sense as the diehard billy joel fans favorite billy joel song because it kind of has elements of his greatest songs to it but it's obviously off the radar so you would gravitate right it's
2: not overplayed it does everything that he does well Without it being one of these overplayed
1: hits. Did you know Ariana Grande Grande covered this song? Really good for her.
2: You could just start making stuff up, and I'd uh, believe you.
1: She's a New York girl.
2: That makes sense.
1: I like this one, Bob. This uh, this would probably be my favorite song that we've heard. You one. know, the start of the song reminded me of uh, what like Adam Duritz. Wishes he could be in terms of being a troubadour. It reminds me of some of his like piano type songs.
2: Right, especially like that later Like kind of telling yeah. a
1: story with words, painting a picture. There's a little like Durritz in a best case scenario vibe to it. Yeah. Which is a compliment.
2: Well, That's always me. a best case scenario Durritz. Some people would say it's
1: the ultimate put down to say that this is Adam Duritz of County Crows' highest um, what he would aspire to
2: you know what on this podcast that's a compliment
1: <laughs> in this garage how dare you it doesn't you. get any better but
2: if how you want it, you. but if you want an artist who could really paint a picture and like Adam Duritz can he's done a good job kind of telling stories and painting pictures but nobody's done it better than this man with this song.
1: Who is that production Is it Berlin Wall coming down bud. Yes! Turn it up! Up! Turn
2: it up! It's up! <laughs>
1: it's gonna go higher. Turn it to 11!
2: <laughs> Off of 1989. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Stormfront! Dan shut is dancing! Up. Dan is dancing! This is We Didn't Start the Fire. Turn it up, I'm by up, turn it up, to the William fuck up. Jefferson Joel. Harry Truman Doris Day.
3: I will let my throat Rosenbergs age bomb chocolate and moon jump random the king and i and the catcher in the right Eisenhower vaccine England's got a new queen Mario and Oliphurti satire that goodbye We didn't start
1: the fire This is the highest compliment i could pay to this song about because I got to be completely honest, because now it's viewed, you know, rightly as a bit of a laughing stock in his catalog. A bit, yeah. That's but a- when I was nine years old, and I said it derisively earlier about some of his doo wop work, when I was nine and I was just starting to even know there were songs on the radio, like what I like and what I don't like, this was my favorite song in the world.
2: <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Like, I thought this was. The coolest song, just that he was like telling this weird story with all these words that rhyme. I didn't know what any of it meant, and then the video where he's traveling through the different eras of baby boomer culture, and he was wearing the Ray Bans, and he seen, he didn't look cool or like like a rock star. Or no, anything, he looked like a dad. He was trying to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I give him that. In the moment, as a nine-year-old boy, Billy Joel made the coolest rock song ever written.
2: This was a number one hit.
1: I totally understand. In nineteen eighty nine, it's a very nineteen eighty nine. Nominated
2: thing. for the Grammy for Record of the Year. It was fucking huge. <laughs> it was so huge. <laughs> it was huge.
1: Yeah. It really was. It's not his fault. Like this would be to everything Jason was saying, the antithesis of everything that was wrong with Billy Joel, that he he wasn't true to himself and just chased things. But in the moment, it was a huge hit and everybody liked it.
2: Yeah. This song will forever remind me now. Because I, I remember listening to this at, like, summer camp in 1989. And, again, it was, like, the coolest song. But um, on our honeymoon, uh, Heather and I went to Hawaii. Wait, like, keep
1: it playing. We need the bed, Bob.
2: <laughs> and one night, we were down. You guys uh,
1: fucked?
2: On our honeymoon? Yeah. No, are you supposed to?
0: Oh, shit. What Wait. Did you guys? How long ago was that? Oh. No, but, like, I heard uh. some people do. Okay,
2: no, we definitely did not. So we were down at the... Uh, we were staying at this Wait, you have
0: sex
1: with your wife? I don't. Not mine. I haven't. Okay. So we were down at Are the,
2: uh, it? down at this hotel bar in Hawaii and there was the guy just like playing his little Hawaiian guitar. Fucking
1: cliche piece of shit. It was very Put cliche. Down the he
2: axe. was taking requests.
0: It was Jack Johnson, bro. He was playing all, right. all sorts Pump of music. Breaks. Playing Fucking a lot Megastar. of, you know,
2: 70s, 80s and playing like Rod Stewart,
0: like everything. Right.
2: So uh, we were like, oh, let's go, let's go request a Billy Joel song. So he we just went up and said, hey, could you play Billy Joel? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So we sit back down. Oh, no. And it's just like completely quiet. He goes, all right, this next song goes to a couple right over there. They're here on their honeymoon. Congra- congratulations. Here we go. And he picks up his little guitar and he goes, Harry Truman, Doris oh Day, God, Ray, God. China, Johnny Ray. And he starts singing it. And we're he like, didn't. everybody's looking at us. And we're like, this is not
0: oh, the God. song. This is we not what we wanted. just specified I, not to remind everyone all the terrible things there are a lot i of- <laughs> just we just bill Joy. a lot of other I, songs okay huh <laughs> i mean didn't it could start, have been a hit we can sing along we all know it come on <laughs> we didn't start the f- come on <laughs> best case scenario it's vienna but you'll take anything
2: anything but this but- <laughs> this was the only wrong answer really it's <laughs>
0: really the only wrong answer his only Perfect song is the only one <laughs> i want I That's the story of Billy Joel.
1: I want to um, make a um, correction to what the record of this podcast, by the way, Bob, when we talk about the first time we ever felt something sexually. And previously I had said that it was Alicia Silverstone in the amazing video uh-huh. when she hails the uh, 1920s airplane with her uh, legs. Yep. Um, it's actually... <laughs> In the video for "We Didn't Start the Fire," when uh, Billy Joel says "JFK blown away," what else have I got to say? And he flips the fire table over in the video in a, in a really masculine way. First time I popped wood.
0: <laughs> this, by the way, he may not he may not admit to this in the future. This, by the way, I know this man is one hundred percent true.
2: No, he's he's told me that offline before. I'm I'm, in, I'm really I'm just gonna say I'm proud of him for saying that. Buddy,
1: in that all black suit, he was like, "This is slimming, right? I look good, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and in the sunglasses, and when he did that as a nine-year-old boy, all of a sudden, fourteen inches rock hard.
0: Oh wait a minute! Hold on. Now he I feel like he's inflating the issue a little bit.
2: Um, while we're on the subject, and I thought we would.
1: Of my giant dick <laughs> as a
0: child. Pervert. <laughs> giant. Pedophile. Child dick. <laughs> Can we talk about it more? Please. <laughs> Let's look into the subject.
1: Um, Bob's the subject of the next HBO documentary <laughs> on monsters and children.
2: I was going to say, while we're on the subject of sexual awakenings, <laughs> yes, I think I figured out what mine is. Oh! And, oh! And, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the pod. Hang on, hang on, hang answer. Hang on. No, I got it. I've never.
0: Before you do, Bob. Hang on. Let him pull something. He, he's obviously doing something very important on his computer right now. God knows what it is. Bob, you, you believe you know what your sexual awakening was?
2: I think I do.
1: Okay, here we go. Bob Castrone.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Castrone and his sexual awakening.
1: It's coming up. It is time. Bob Castro will finally reveal his sexual awakening right here. On the Throwback Podcast.
0: <laughs> Come
1: on. What was it, me? Go I ahead, dude. Let it go. In 1989. Oh, boy. Same here as Dan.
2: Tony Danza. What? Starting a movie.
1: Okay, so it's
0: not Angela.
1: No,
2: this is a movie.
0: Or with Mona. The, rest with in The peace. orangutan.
2: Maybe it was an orangutan. No, oh. not an orangutan. Okay. Uh, Tony Danza starred in a movie called She's Out of Control.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: I saw it in the theater. And in this movie, an actress named Amy Dolins, Dolins, Who has come up on this podcast before, plays his daughter, who is transitioning into womanhood.
1: Oh, not transitioning into something This else. was in the
2: 1980s so it was a very not that wasn't a thing yet. She was becoming a woman. And there was a scene where she emerges from the water running in slow motion to the cheesy
0: doom dump dump.
2: <laughs> but it's slow motion and Tony Danza like sees everybody looking at his daughter and it's like mm-hmm. a big moment. I think that was the thing that turned turned it flipped the switch. That was me at nine years old seeing that. Like, at nine? Holy shit, that is insane.
1: That is very young, doesn't that, it? Does that feel oh. young for The Awakening?
0: Uh, you, you ready? Because w- we haven't had this conversation before. Oh, I'm so oh, scared shit. of this oh, conversation. Shit. Why did <laughs> we open this? Turn
2: this music off and put on like fucking horror music. <laughs> hold on,
0: hold on. <laughs> this will be horror music in 30 seconds. Just wait.
2: Just going back to me? Yeah. For just a, For just a minute.
0: That's that's probably a good
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> you think?
2: I I, rem- I think I was in the theater, maybe I was 9, maybe I was 10, but Amy Dolan's running out of the water. That was it.
3: What the fuck is this? Sanctuary.
2: I think so. I think I told it. I think that was it. Thank you, so Joe. Was Amy Dolans. Thank you, Joe. I think it was Amy Dolans. Exiting the pool, Exiting the water, the, water, ocean, the and ocean, and she's out of control.
1: She's out of control. Age nine. Nine or ten. Seems yeah. early, but also explains why you had so much under air. Har- underarm hair at such an early age.
2: Yeah, it's more to do with being Italian, but um, <laughs> that could also be it.
0: head it to so my sexual
2: awakening was? Save it for the next episode. Jay said, we need to pick one song.
0: Before. Like, I want to
1: know what Jay's sexual awakening is, but I also really don't want to know because I feel like it could go in a lot of directions.
2: <laughs> I'm scared of any direction it might go in. <laughs> What were you saying, Bob? We have to pick a song for the uh Like Jay
1: could share a sexual awakening and I might just have to burn down the garage just to be <laughs> safe. In the middle of
2: him sharing it. Like this will be in future uh podcasts, not of our podcast, but of true crime podcasts. You know
1: what we should do? We should do a Easter egg at some point down the line uh of the show. Uh kind of like the old hidden tracks on CDs where the episode ends, Jay's 30 not minutes even on the later. show. And like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, Jay gives a harrowing like 12 minute like oral history of his sexual awakening as a boy.
0: Yeah, boy is the right term.
2: Um, What were you saying, Bob? I'm saying we got to pick a song and get out of this garage (laughs) before we commit too many crimes. Um, It'd be a little on the nose if I picked the song. Then again, you guys fucking hated this. So I don't know. Uh, It's a good idea. You guys picked this up.
1: You had it wrong all along. I I enjoyed it. In fact, um, I liked Vienna a lot. So Vienna would be high up on the list. I like all this stuff um, where it's not clearly the Elvis Costello stuff I could do do without. Uh, The early, early stuff where his voice sounds different. I don't like that. But I really did like Vienna. Uh, and there was the other song I liked Bob a lot. You know,
2: well, you liked uh, "She Got Away" and "You Can Make Me Free," the kind of Queen song. Yes, kind of there. At the I end. would
1: say either "You Can Make Me Free" or "Vienna" would be my uh, my selections. I would go with Vienna. Yeah, Let's do Vienna. Two. There that's it is. Cool, right. easy enough.
2: If there's anybody who likes our podcast and likes Billy Joel besides me, this is a big night for them. Vienna is on the throwback podcast playlist.
1: All right, Bob, and as desperate. as we prepare to say goodbye to the audience your final thoughts on tonight's show
2: um thank you guys for indulging me and listening to 10 billy joel songs uh i can't wait to treat you two with the same respect
1: oh shit (laughs) that
2: you guys treated him that's all right Uh, (laughs) it's perfectly all right
1: actually the the real trick is that there will never be a youtube version of this show so (laughs) that is the way out and i will take that way out Straight out the old doggy door. <laughs> like the coward I am. <laughs> uh,
2: thank you to all our Patreonies. Bruno, the sponsor. Petit, Love that dude. Petty the got Those b- dudes. Keeping us alive and everybody who's contributing on Patreon.com slash throwback pod.
1: Isn't it amazing, Bob, that this little podcast in this rented garage that one day will just be smoldering ashes. But for now it is the home of a little podcast where we talk about music that means a lot to us and people like it enough that they support us and make the show go.
2: It's amazing. We're close to 200 sponsors. Like that's shit, feels that's really so cool. Awesome. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you to everybody. Follow us at. The throwback pod. Um, I just want to
0: say something really quick about this podcast. Like, um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and yes, these guys are my friends. But if you are listening to this podcast and you have continued to listen to this point, it's certainly not because of uh, the music. It was terrible. But the, the two guys that run this fucking podcast. One last thing. I love it. And their story is, is why you want to fucking... Download this shit and rate it and review it. Oh, that's Five nice, stars with a positive review, honey. Thank you. Oh, by the <laughs> way, I'm a little drunk. I already put this song on the playlist. That's how
2: excited I am. There you
1: go. It's good choice. Beautiful go. song. There you go, Bob. All right. That wasn't easy, Bob. So I, I, I credit you for putting yourself out there. Your love of this
0: humble man from the island.
2: Apologies to Billy Joel and his
0: family. Apologies to all of his fans, too. I don't mean anything by it. I just think you have terrible taste.
2: <laughs> you can't can't you can't even get one sentence out.
0: Alright, till next oh, week. Oh fuck
1: yourself. <laughs> Throwback podcast is out. for you